Japan makes me scared. A podcast to the chilling realm of Japanese horror stories. My name is Junpei, and I will invite you to the mysterious world of Kaiden, exploring spine-tingling experiences that have haunted Japan. Welcome back to another episode of Japan Makes Me Scared. I'm Junpei, your host, and I'm going to share various scary horror stories of Kaiden in this podcast. By the way, do you like to do outdoor activities? Because of the image of Tokyo, it is often mistakenly believed that there are modern cities all over Japan. But to share a little known fact, Two-thirds of the country's land is forest and mountain. My family and I often go camping near Fuji Mountain, which is not far from Tokyo. And there are also nice hotels or vacation houses around the area as well. So, if you have come to Japan several times already, and have had enough of stereotypical sightseeing stuff, you can probably try to feel Japanese nature closer. Of course, a tiny newbie like me can have a sponsor, so you can tell that this is what I'm really recommending from my heart, right? Today's story is that when you go to outdoor activities, do not let yourself feel too much refreshing. Sounds like making no sense, doesn't it? But you will find out why right away. Alright, let's move on to the storytelling part. Episode 11 Akaribito The original story was posted by a young man in one of the threads on 2chan. Quick note for those who don't know, 2chan is a thread-based message board website that was once quite popular in the early age of the Japanese internet and was also a good resource for some interesting Kaidan stories. Then this young man shared his experience of a weird encounter in a deep mountain where his grandma lived. From here, I will describe I as this young guy for convenience. You guys go to the mountains and feel liberated, don't you? You feel so refreshed, right? That is because you're about to cross a kind of borderline. No matter how refreshing it is, you don't do stretching and deep breathing in the middle of town, do you? Mountains with rubbish are still okay. If they're man-made objects, people can manage to stay on this side but not with 100% nature. It makes people go crazy or revert to being animals. If you guys happen to see a completely naked person on a mountain, 
that has not been touched by humans. You should run away. My grandma called them Agaribito. So it occurred to me that some of those people, like people who go missing in court cases, might be among them. Is it like you go mad and violent? No, it is a bit different. My grandma said that city people are more violent, like they get depressed and commit suicide. Oh, you know, you sometimes see people who make noise or fight on the train. Agaribito, it's not like this kind of person. They're more calm. Maybe that's because it's more like the tradition from the human world to the natural one, I suppose. I don't know if this is the right example, but Buddha was once a prince, but he became enlightened when he fell into the void. That's what Agalibito would be close to. Okay, let me start telling the story. This was when I was in junior high school. I went to my grandma's house to stay there for holidays, which was in Kyushu area. I was doing the law fishing, which was popular at the time, at a nearby mountain stream from my grandma's house. When I was visiting my grandma's house, there was nothing else to do but fish, so I was bored. So I threw my favorite skeleton G, which is a fake part that looks like small fish, and was attached to that tip of the lure as hard as I could, and it became my new game. After playing like this for a while, the skeleton G flew into the woods on the other side of the river. Now that I think back, that river was the borderline between the human side and the other. Anyway, I crossed the river to the other side and looked for my skeleton G, but I couldn't find it. At the time, my allowance was like a fadang yen a month, which is less than $10. So a little of two fadang yen was like a treasure for me. So I think I wandered around in the woods for about an hour. Then suddenly, I heard a sound of branches breaking behind me. For some reason, I wasn't worried that it might be a bear or some other animals. Rather, I wondered if it could be my father or grandma who had come looking for me, even though there was no way they could have. Then I turned around and saw a person standing there, naked. I would normally be surprised if I saw a naked person in the city, but it was in a very rural area, so it wasn't unusual in the neighborhood for people to swim naked in the river. So I said, Oh, hello. He smiled and looked at me. So I thought it wasn't a bad person. I thought he might be able to help me look for the lure. So I said, My lure has gone missing. Have you seen it somewhere? He came up to me and said, he started walking and scurrying around me, kept saying, mm, mm. and 
He lifted the rock up. I thought he was looking under it for the lure. So I said with a small laugh, uh, But no, no, it can't be there. He said, mm -mm -mm -mm. Still smiled, but then threw the rock at me. It took me about two seconds to realize the significance of the rock that crossed the side of my head. When I looked at the person's face, his eyes had no feelings at all, or rather, they were glazed over. That totally scared me off. When I prepared myself to run away, the person let out a strange voice that I didn't understand. Something like, yeah. Then I could hear the same Not from a single person, but many. It sounded like a lot of naked people were gathering over here. I had a lot of sounds around me, like branches breaking. That's the sound I lost it. I ran around and didn't know which direction I was coming from or going to. I got really scared and was shaking and shaking when I saw something shining in the distance. It was my skeleton chi. I traced the Lord's line to the river and went home soaking wet. I told my grandma about what happened. And she told me, Oh boy, that's Agaribito. Then she started talking about it in detail. Agaribito, people around here call them Agarisan, but they're not dangerous usually. There are many people in the village who think they are human beings, but I don't believe they are. Because, you know, like you, I saw Agadisan once when I was young. From here, this is a story that Grandma experienced when she was younger, encountering Agaribito. When Grandma was still young, the war was almost over, and the village was full of children who had been evacuated from the town. The whole ground of the primary school in the village was turned into a field, and potatoes and radishes were planted to supplement the food for the evacuees. Those working in the field were the children from the town who had never even done it before. Grandma, a schoolgirl at the time, used to feel sorry for them and used to give them liver oil, sugar cubes, or other things. They were told there was plenty of food and that they would be safe. So that's why they evacuated in the first place. But in reality, they had to work in the fields very hard. The children became thinner and thinner. One night, some children escaped from their house, 
steal vegetables from the fields, and run away into the mountains. A search party was formed, and Grandma and some men went into the forest to look for them. It was dark and scary, and there were some bears and other animals, so that wasn't completely safe. But Grandma was very hungry, and she couldn't help it. So she deliberately got separated from the search party, and went digging for Jinenju, a kind of potato that's usually from mountains. She found some white Jinenju off the road, washed them in the river, and ate them raw. Then she heard people's voices approaching from the other side. Grandma rushed off the road and hid behind a tree. She was shaken, all in fear of what her family would say if they found her in such a situation. She tried to hide and get away with it, but when she looked in the direction of the voices, she heard something that sounded like singing. She said she saw a few people walking around, singing a slow song, like a recitation of a poem. The group was clearly not the village search party. The men and women in the group were all naked, and their eyes were vacant, and their bodies seemed somewhat plump, unlike those of the villagers. Then she saw some of the children were closed. Those children, walking unsteadily by their side, were the evacuated kids who had gone missing. Grandma was very scared, but maybe these people were from the neighboring village that came across the river. She felt the need to report them anyway, so she decided to follow the group. Grandma tried to save the children at least, but they were surrounded by the group of naked people and couldn't do anything about it. Fortunately, the moon was out, and. She didn't lose sight of the group, but she was worried about returning home safely. After walking for a while, the group stopped at an open space in the forest. Grandma was watching from a distance, and the group started to gather around some kind of dark mass. After a while, the dark mass began to move and get up. The mass was shaped like a person, but in an unusual way. The black mass's upper body was shaped with a long neck and long arms and legs, and it moved like a puppet, with no feet on the ground. And it made her feel so scared and frightened that she struggled to hold back her tears. After a while. That black creature began to sing a poetic song. When she was shaking with anxiety, the group of people began to sing along with the black creature. When the voice came together, they sounded like bagpipes. The group sang while staring into the air, saying.、Mm-hmm.
After a while, the group stopped singing when the black creature bent to the ground. The group then took the children's clothes off and brought them in front of the black creature. The black creature said something. Then, the group broke apart again, singing poem and took the children somewhere. Something scary is going to happen here now. Grandma wanted to run away, but she couldn't move or speak. She was so upset that she thought she'd be crushed like a stone if she didn't lift a finger or scream. So she tried to scream recklessly. After trying for a while, a mosquito-like voice came from the back of her throat. Ah. Then she felt the black mass wander over and look at her, and Grandma seemed to pass out as it was. At the end, Grandma told me, in my head, the eyes of Akaribito that I had seen so long ago were still vividly visible. Their eyes were already vacant, and no feelings. Oh Shimai, thank you very much for listening to the story. How did you find it? The original storyteller on Tu Chan couldn't reach the truth in the end. He left after posting that. He got the contact info of somebody specializing in studying Japanese folktale. On Tu Chan, he also mentioned that he had got his car robbed and his houseboat was forced open suspiciously. But there was no news after that, so we never knew whether those matters had something to do with Agaribito, or him exposing the story in public, or what happened afterwards in general. However, there are some theories about the background of Agaribito. First theory is that people called Sanka can be the origin of Agaribito. Until around the 1960s. There used to be a mountain people in Japan known as Sanka. They lived from stream to stream, living in tent-like temporary huts. They were basically self-sufficient, but sometimes earned cash by selling bamboo crafts to people in the villages. In the Showa period, many of the mountain people went down to the villages and became Japanese citizens with nationality. However, Although only at the level of urban legend, some people say Sanka still exists today. They are said to be very strict about maintaining secrecy, and traitors are violently dealt with. Sanka may have undergone a modern makeover, and are known as Akaribito. The other theory is that Akaribito can be people who are abandoned in the mountains. Many Japanese villagers used to do kuchiberashi in the past. Kuchiberashi is that when they are so poor that they couldn't raise their kids or take care of the old, they went to the mountains and abandoned them there. Of course, 
the family was not happy to do that, so they tried to justify their action by believing that their kids and the old were the blessing from the mountain god, and that they were also divine. Abandoned ones, on the other hand, have a grudge against people and try to attack them, but the villagers didn't fight back because, you know, the abandoned people were blessed by the mountain god. Those abandoned people had been gradually called as Tataribito, which might have changed the sound to Agaribito at the end. By the way, I've called Discord channel. It is a casual place where anyone can feel free to join, ask questions, give feedback, and share theories on episodes. And of course, I'll be there as well. So please join and enjoy the interaction if you would. This podcast, Japan Makes Me Scared, is available on almost all popular podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or Amazon Music. And also, if you push the follow button on the app of your choice, first of all, for me, it will be a huge support and motivation. And for you, you will not miss notification for the release of future episodes. So please consider following my podcast as well. Alright, we're getting close to the end. So let me say one thing. Arigatou gozaimasu again for listening to my podcast, Japan Makes Me Scared. And... Sayonara for more children thrills next time. Bye!